It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Staying in to watch the sport? Let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotoflex. World-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Kick back and relax. It's time for the run home with Kirsten Beef. Good afternoon. Welcome in to the run home on SENZ. All thanks to Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Great to have you joining us today on Thursday the 9th of February. Coming up on the Makers menu, thanks to McDelivery today, Beaver is going to predict his All Blacks 15, his All Blacks starting 15, from 2024. So the team that will start Bledisloe 1 against Australia next year with all of these uh, deportees heading off to Japan, <laughs> if that's what you can call them. The latest two, uh, Brody Ritalik has announced that he is heading overseas at the end of the World Cup. Uh, and Cody, not Cody Taylor, Dane Coles is retiring. They join a long list, a growing list. Brody Retallick, Bowden Barrett, Richie Moonga, Aaron Smith, Dane Coles, uh, and a number of others still to come. We believe we want you to get involved in this conversation today as we want, we want to hear from you. Who will start Bledisloe 1 next year for the All Blacks? We're going to name a starting 15, and we want you to get involved in that one. Plus, we catch up with Brennan Popwell from the TAB, and BSI is back. If you missed it, Beaver sees it. It is back, and it is here to stay. After 5 o'clock, we're going to get a rugby player on. Uh, we're still working on which one. It's between two, but we'll tell you who that is a little bit later on. We'll whip around the grounds, all thanks to PGG Rights and Turf, and tell you what to watch this coming weekend and here's the hint there is a lot going on drive to survive has jackpotted today is a big day it's thursday we're going to give it away it's a 200 dollars game a 200 dollars bonus bet voucher all thanks to the tab that is at 540 if you don't know the question that tripped everyone up yesterday go back and listen on our ecnz app and be ready to call through at 540 after six o'clock we talk about all the movement happening in the nba right now with nba beat writer in new york alex schiffer uh, we also do pacing for purpose uh, and brenda mccallum has fronted media in new zealand for the first time wearing wearing an england jersey it's the first time he's been back in New Zealand fronting media since he was appointed the head coach of the England Test side since May last year. That is all coming up on the run home, and that is your Maccas menu, thanks to Mick Delivery. Beaver, how are you? How's your your Thursday, your oh. second day back in the country? Yeah, second day back, and... Uh 
oh, but, but, but jet lag still, uh, curse. But Is that um, jet lag or uh, yeah, rust? No. <laughs> or rust, just mostly rust. Um, no, been a been a full on, full on Thursday. Obviously Thursday, we've got, always got to sneak the kids swimming in. But yes. uh, most important, that would have been good recovery for you. <laughs> Did you do a few links? I was a bit worried about that cut on my foot. It's still not quite closed up. And after I got out of the pause, I was like, oh. oh uh, you left a few in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was the best place for this foot. Um, but, uh, and, and young Jacko. Uh, yes, getting no the swimming. Ca- no swimming for him. He was, uh, we were sorting his hand out. He was getting a cast on. Uh, they what colour did he go for? Do you still get to pick all the wild or make no, colours? No, traditional. Is tra- it just well, yeah. plain? Plain because they said, oh, potentially we could just you let him just stay as is but just have him in a sling. And I said, no, if there's one kid that needs to be <laughs> in something, put him in there because otherwise he ain't going to be slowed down. Uh, I, so I remember once upon a time at primary school, it was cool to break a bone yes. and have a cast so that everyone would go and sign it sign with a vivid. Exactly. That was a cool thing. Like if you had a cast that everyone could sign, you were the cool kid at school. Never, I never broke anything. Neither like that did at I, school. and I was gutted. Yeah, in hindsight, I think I was, I, you know, pretty happy about it. And the other thing, I just wanted to, some of these great All Blacks that are departing, I just want to clear up: they are not deportees like some sort of gang members <laughs> out of Australia getting sent back to New Zealand. They are They're not the five hundred one. No, they've signed overseas contracts or just had enough of rugby. Okay, can we just clarify that? <laughs> okay, well, we're going to go into uh, into depth, but uh, great to have you back in the studio today, Beeve, after being back in the pool. Uh, anything else of note tickle your fancy today? Have you been back into the Grins, Grins Mafia work. Uh, yeah, no, have been have been back on the tools a bit there. How many emails did you have to reply to after seven days away? Yeah, look, what I've learned, and, and talking to a few businessmen over the last twenty four hours, uh, doesn't Don't matter. Go away. Yeah, when you go away, it doesn't matter how hard and deep you bury your head. Those emails that you've been ignoring for five days, they're still there when you pop your head back up mm. into the real world. Yeah, and I imagine you wouldn't be too good at admin on the best of days, uh, let alone I, on a junket to South Africa. <laughs> No, no. I, I really do need to be successful enough to have my own PA. I really need to find that level of success. So then I don't have to bother with. I thought emails. you had five of them out there. Uh, no, no, no. Which ones? You mean. Jeez, that word. Jacob you and fooled Kez. me. Jacob yeah, and he's Kez. got two back here. Could have fooled me, V. Okay. I, I didn't realise I could start to get them to do, do delve into a bit of grins work for me, boys. Oh, well, you got flipping the last employee suit. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if I'm trying to get a call up, call up soon. Oh, was, that I'll, was too good for I'll me, Jacob. You, I'll get my email passwords going to you. And yes, we are talking about Emma. <laughs> <laughs> the unofficial PA to uh, Beaver. Uh, getting into some of the headlines from the day, some of the big stories. If you missed it, if you didn't listen to Staffy's show this afternoon, Ian Jones, the great Ian Jones Carmo was on. He was talking about the change or the chain the appointment of the next all Blacks coach and where do New Zealand rugby go from here? It's been the hot topic of the week. We had a conspiracy theory yesterday about Scott Razor Robertson. Other people uh, are saying put Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown in there or maybe Ian Foster still wants the job. This is what Carmo thinks. Well, you go to, uh, I guess, the, the domestically who's had the success in this country. Scott Robinson's had the domestic in this country and people say, well, he's with the Crusaders, it's a bloody good team anyway. Well, it wasn't a great team uh, when he took it over, you know, under Toddy Blackadder, great all-black captain, great all-black uh, himself, but they weren't having the success. So Scott Robinson clearly has changed that and keep building on that legacy. And people will tell you who have won back-to-back titles, it's not easy to do. So why wouldn't we? Yeah, not easy to win uh, one title, let alone back-to-back titles. He's done it six years in a row. 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, you can't argue. No, and he's right. He he, t- he took over a Crusaders team that was, wasn't the Crusaders team flailing. Yes, with top All Blacks, some of the greatest players of all time. Yep, they they went they went a good number of years without a title. And considering you, you're right, there's McCaw and Carter still running around for them. They uh, plus the others, plus all the Ritos yeah. and the Sam Whitelocks <laughs> yeah. and everyone else that they had. The yeah, Franks, a, a nice roll call. Um, so a, a lot of teams would have liked it. So you know he did he did shift their. Uh, the momentum, so you can't, you just can't fault his record. And I know the the hang up, or the only reason you couldn't give it to him, from what I would see, would be the overseas experience, and that where maybe because a lot Fiji. of Fiji, well, Fiji's calling. Yes, but is it too little, too late? Um, like there just seems to be drums, a few drums around that it's not necessarily Razor. What are you hearing, or who are you hearing? Shall well, we say? Well, if it's not necessarily Razor, there's only one party that it could be if it's not. Scott Robertson, isn't it? You'd start to think it's Jamie Joe in a brownie combination. With a Joe Schmidt. Well, yeah. I mean, New Zealand rugby is pretty heavy on Joe Schmidt from from what you hear. I mean, has Jamie Joe's and Brownie's experience coaching Japan, does that put them, without a shadow of a doubt, way over the top of a Rennie? When you compare their records, Rennie's got a couple of super titles, they've got one... Uh, Rennie's gone overseas, and admittedly, he's his record percentage-wise. Well, it's probably still better than Japanese percentage-wise, but I guess because they did more remarkable things with Japan at the last World Cup, does that elevate them over a Rennie? Because you know and he's not in the conversation. He's not he? in the conversation, but you know they, they talk about overseas experience. So, from what you hear, though, it certainly is the Brown and uh, Jamie Joe dark horse coming up the back straight. If one of these one of these two parties, it sounds like, is going to get the job. If Jamie Joseph and Tony Brown end up the All Blacks coaches, it leaves a hole in Japan. Would Razor take his coaching team over there and take back Yen, or is he more likely to go overseas and coach in the Premiership and wait Oof. for that? Steve well, Borthwick's only appointed head coach of England for this year, isn't he? He's well, not beyond 2024. A lot would depend if, like, I mean, I was about to say a lot would depend if Razor believes that going and getting international experience abroad or coaching an international team is what New Zealand rugby after. I would imagine if Fraser misses out this time. He doesn't go again. He may give the middle finger uh, to New Zealand rugby. And to be fair, probably entitled to <laughs> from from what you understand his last six months has been. So it'll be a ve- it's, it's great drama. Oh, wonderful. It'll yeah. keep us going. <laughs> for, look, you do Netflix, not need... You, get on board. You're also New Zealand rugby. You do not need to announce it in the next month. You know, wait six. <laughs> Make my job easier. <laughs> it is absolutely fine. We are loving watching this. We're loving being bystanders of this. Uh, there's a lot more in that Ian jones Camo interview, which we will play out for you a little bit later on. But LeBron James, if you were listening to the show yesterday, we were counting it down. He needed 36 goals to become the outright all-time NBA point scorer of all time. He made it and... Beaver's handing me a piece of paper and confusing me. Uh, and <laughs> It shouldn't be confusing. <laughs> the King has to have an after party, doesn't he? They he stopped does. the game for him in the third quarter, so of course there has to be some sort of LA after party. And judging by uh, the amount of famous people that were on the sidelines, like Phil Knight, who was the founder of Nike, who signed him 20 years ago to this first show deal, they were all there, but he got no gifts and he wasn't happy. No gifts at the oh, after party. Love you all. Oh, and, uh, where my gifts at? 
I want to know, did the was that pre-planned? Was it always happening? Or did people, have people in LA got the ability just to say, well, I was going home tonight, but LeBron's just said we're having a party. It's so. LA. Okay. That's what they do, right? They're, they're always on edge for a party. Mm. Always waiting. I wouldn't mind going to a LeBron party. Do you reckon it'd be much different to the parties that... Would you take anything? Sounds like you've got to take a gift, babe. Crater grins. <laughs> or some Nike shoes. Some old some old Nike shoes. Uh, I think he's probably on a different Nike deal to me, so he'd probably have enough Nike shoes, I'd thought. But uh, did, did you get enough to party after that kick? <laughs> well, the All Blacks. Oh, you got a week, didn't the, you? The all you Blacks, got a whole week. The All Blacks had a few after parties after that, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for you, though. No. It, was for, it wasn't dedicated to Beaver. <laughs> no, no. Should have been. No, I mean, you know, by about three o'clock in the morning, everyone <laughs> thinks it's always dedicated to them. Um, but uh, no, more team more team focused. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Not True. an individual sport, that one. Oh, neither is basketball. Well, but, but hey, look. <laughs> but is LeBron James the king? <laughs> the scoring king, isn't he? Yes. MJ still the king for me. For many others as well. Mm. For many others as well. Uh, and another king on this station, and now a king for England. The kingmaker, Brendan McCullum, has fronted his first press conference in New Zealand. He was asked, how does it feel to be back right here in his homeland with an English kid on? Uh, yeah, I guess so. It was nice to be here. Um, looking forward to it, actually. I've had a good week or so with the boys now and been able to take them around some of the, the, the good spots of New Zealand <laughs> and show them some of uh, some of this country. And it's been great to spend some time together in a relaxed environment, but also now starting to turn our attention to cricket. Yeah, lovely. He's taken them on a sights and sound tour of Queenstown. Yes, he did take the Queenstown. Oh, of course, <laughs> the great city of Hamilton. Yeah, he, he wouldn't have been able to stay away from Hamilton for too long. Obviously, Where's now. he taken them in Hamilton? Well, probably to the outer suburbs of Matamata, uh, where he resides now. I'd imagine uh, there'd have been a barbecue out on the Matamata uh, pad for the boys. And uh, yeah, um, I actually forgot he was taking them to Queenstown first because I thought, geez, a bit of tongue in cheek there saying the great, taking them to the great spots of New Zealand. He's been in Hamilton all week. But uh, no, I mean, is there a more cooler customer? Mm-mm. Honestly, you should listen to this full press conference. There is 12 minutes of absolute gold. 12 minutes of absolute gold from Baz. I mean, part of you, if you weren't a Kiwi, deep down, you want him to succeed, don't you? Oh, you do, but it's because it's England too. Mm. Like maybe Baz, take on a team that we could actually actually like. Like maybe take a Sri Lanka on, you know, somebody we don't have any issues with. Mm. Um, but taking on England, jeez. Mm. But jeez, as coolness is, as coolness is intimidating, I'd imagine, for the Black Caps. Because so poised, so relaxed going into this, and they would be so wound up and such on a knife edge because well, they're under pressure and they're at home. They're at home under pressure and they want to do a job on the slot. And they know that England, regardless of the situation, are going to come at them. Well, did you see what they scored uh, in day one of, <laughs> of the uh, practice match in Hamilton yesterday? Did you see what they scored? Yeah. And. Guys were trying to hit six sixes. Um, 465 <laughs> yeah. runs. Yeah, KJ must have prepared a very flat deck, I'd have thought. Um, was he working for Baz or working well, for Black Caps? Yeah, K- the K- question K- remains K- to be seen. Great relationship with Baz, I'd imagine. That so. is the groundsman at uh, Seton Park and FMG Stadium, Waikato. Who was he preparing that deck for? Some of these strike rates, quite scary. Um, a test match. Yes. You're looking at test figures here. You've got about you got six of them over a hundred, and a lot of them well over a hundred in the strike rate regime. Um, Joe Root on a misform too, seventy seven. He's he's getting back to Joe Root that 
Scary. If you're yes. the Black Caps, it's all looking a little bit scary right now. Uh, we're going to have more from Baz for you a little bit later on the programme. Uh, but don't forget the latest two All Blacks uh, that one is heading overseas in Brody Retallick and Dane Coles has announced that this will be his final year with rugby. He is retiring after such a long, long tenure uh, in the game. 17 years since debuting for Wellington in 2007. It has been a long time and he's given a lot to the game. So today we want you to decide who will be in the All Black starting 15 for the Bledisloe Cup in 2024. If you can name your starting 15 or name certain positions, Beeb's going to kick things off with the front row right after this. This is the run home on SENZ, all thanks to Mick Delivery. Get on the phone line, all thanks to Makita, 0800 Give us a call or a text to any time on the temporary bed post text line, double eight double three is the number to fire our way. We want to hear from you. We want to know who replaces Brody Retallick, who replaces Dane Coles long term. What about Aaron Smith? Uh, what about Richie Moonga and Bowden Barrett? What will this All Blacks team look like next year? So we're talking about the Rugby Championship in 2024. What will the starting lineup look like? Beaver is going to go first. He's going to kick things off and he's going to start off with the front row, Beef. But before you do, a word on Dane Coles. He's announced that he's set to retire um, after... Starting with Wellington in 2007, he's he's changed the game for hookers, hasn't he? He's always found out on the wing. He scored 20 test tries and more than 80 appearances, and this will be his final swan song this year. Oh, incredible playing, incredible, incredible uh, career. You mentioned changed the game. How did he did? Uh, all of a sudden, hookers were expected to. <sighs> I'd say if you're a coach, you made your life easy because so often, you know, in the modern game, and we talk about it here and how painful it is, there's talk of structures and all the rest of it, and you'd have to sort of position people in parts of the field which they're capable of. Well, and usually you'd go, right, a couple of props, we'll have to to hide them here just to be able to clean the odd ruck here, blah, 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 front row, blah, blah, blah. With Dane Coles, you could treat him like a loose forward. He literally, you could have treated him like a wide-ranging number six and at times was as quick as the backs. He came on the back of, I guess, the Hormialamu era and both of them were phenomenal players. And he just, as you say, changed the game, the way hookers are played. Uh, towards the end of his days, which we are in now, obviously his leadership looks like the sort of guy that you'd follow to the end of the world. And he's the reason that... Probably gets under people's skin. Gets under people's skin in a beautiful way. It's probably <laughs> it's great for us. It's massive reason why he's probably still there and why the All Blacks, regardless of these calf issues, he'll be on that plane to Paris without Look a shadow. Look what he did to Pablo Matera. He had him in all sorts. Yeah, yeah, Pablo had some issues with him. <laughs> um, there's been many super rugby teams have issues with him. So, nah, magnificent player, magnificent career. And, and without a shadow of a doubt, is going to leave a massive, massive hole in this country. Isn't it fascinating that uh, when Dan Carter and Richie McCaw retired, everyone said they'll never be replaced, two greatest players of all time. Look at the players that are leaving now. We talked about Aaron Smith yesterday changing the way halfbacks play. We're mm. now talking about Dane Coles changed the way hookers are playing. We'll talk about Brody Retallick as arguably one of the greatest locks of all yep. time for New Zealand as well. We are losing a lot of intellectual property, a lot of experience. 
Well, I remember that. Irreplaceable I, players. I think I saw a photo of after the 215, and it was the departures. Oh, seven of them, right? Yeah, Just in you, that line. You had that midfield of Mar and, and Conrad, and you obviously had Richie and Dan. And I'm trying to think, there's a couple others. Oh, Woody, Woody Ke- and Kevy. And so Sunny, that, that, that was a pretty phenomenal departure crew, all 100 game uh, test All Blacks. I tell you what, the last game photo after Paris could be an interesting one too when you start to chuck Coles, Retallick, Smith, who knows if it's a Barrett. Whitelock. Whitelock. Because we haven't heard from Sam around this, have we? No, not yet. Frizzell's announced that he's off. Yes. You'd expect TJ Pedernata. Yeah, you'd, you'd expect. To, Although, I'll tell you what, if you're a halfback. There, there's space. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's space. If you're a first five, don't get, don't get rushing off. Mm, nines and tens, it's what we're looking for at the moment. Uh, but let's get into it then, hey, yes. shall we, Beeve? Name your front row. Yeah, well, my front row's not going to shock many, and I actually can't find the bit of paper I wrote it on, but I'll tell you what it is. 2024. 2024, the opening game um, is going to be is going to be played at Mount Smart because that's where all the big test matches are played now for the All Blacks. And it is going to be a front row of the group, Takiaho and Lomax. So we're going to have some changes in 2024, but we're going to have to ne- lean on some guys who by 2024 are going to be quite experienced All Blacks. So there you go. That's Cody Taylor on the bench then, hey? Yeah, Cody Taylor will be there on the bench. We've had a shout out. Well, uh, there is Beeves front row for 2024. Who is yours? Who would start one, two, three for the All Blacks next year? First Bleeders Low Cup match. Would love to hear from you. Uh, a couple of texts in here. Uh, this is back to the coaching debate, Beeve. What's Joe Schmidt actually done? One of Six Nations. So has Gatland. I don't. You're you, lost for words. Your, your figures are correct. Um, <laughs> and and Gatty, you could probably say on top of it, has got all the experience of the Lions. Mm, a drawn uh, series. A drawn, oh yeah, but he's, he's obviously won in Australia. Uh, he won in South Africa too, did he? No, they lost in South Africa. Um, but it was a very tasty, tasty one. Um, Cookie, <laughs> great point. Bads didn't get any international test uh, cricket coaching experience, just saying. International radio experience? Yeah, he got to rub shoulders. Helped. He got to rub shoulders in the hallways <laughs> of SCNZ. Um, great point. And if you think about it, and I obviously don't have any great knowledge of being in an environment with Razor, but you look from the outside in, looks like a feel-good sort of guy. Culture man. Looks like a culture man. He's and, a Baz. And Bazza has gone into England, and it's been no secret, but mm. it's a it's a feel-good sort of environment. Mm. So It's one we'd all love to be a part of. Yes. I mean, it's much like working on the run home here, the real feel-good. Um, You're know, the culture man here, Beef. Yeah, I know Kiz is thriving off of that at the moment. Um, but interesting, isn't it? Uh, another one here from Mitt. Dane Coles is a legend. We met him at the AB's Hotel during Rugby World Cup 19 in Japan and he took us took his time to have a proper chat with us. That is great guy. That is brilliant. He is a great guy, isn't he? Keep your messages coming through double eight double three on the Temper and Bedpost text line. Would love to hear from you today. Who replaces the likes of a Dane Coles, a Brody Retallick, and who will be starting in the front row for the All Blacks in 2024? Do you remember when we used to sing Shala la la? Double eight, double three on the Temper and Bedpost text line. Get involved. Our conversation today. Who replaces these legends that are leaving New Zealand rugby? Your Brody Retallicks, your Dane Coles, Bowden Barrett's, your Aaron Smiths, and who will be starting? For the All Blacks in 2024. Time now to catch up with Brennan Popperwell from the TAB. 
Bet Live and your favourite sports with the TAB app today. BP, great to have you joining us today. It's been a big couple of days uh, on the All Blacks front, hasn't it? Between Scott Robertson's press conferences and all of these retiring and leaving All Blacks. Massive, yeah. In a, in a huge year uh, for, for the All Blacks. Um, yeah, it's been huge. And um, I guess Rosa Robinson has certainly stirred the pot uh, quite nicely yesterday. Just added a bit of spice. I was going to say, BP, you'd be a very good man to judge uh, body language and read between the lines. Uh, has he or hasn't he got the job? Oh, look, I, I went over that interview a couple of times and I don't know where I sit. I actually don't know where I sit with it. I, I, I feel as though... I feel as though he hasn't, but uh, then I, a part of me thinks, well, maybe he has. So I, I, I'm, you two I'm are exactly the same. You're both indecisive. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what Beaver said. I think he does, but I think he doesn't. Yeah. He's playing yeah. us all. He's too smart for he all is. of us. Yeah, well, let's not play him poker. Let's <laughs> no, do that as well. <laughs> no, mate. What's well, uh, I tell you what? It's actually quite a big old weekend ahead of us, isn't it? We've got Super Bowl. We've got this indigenous game. We've got the cricket starting tonight over in India. It's a uh, lot to lot to get into from a betting point of view. We have, and we've got this this little trap, and anything that ends in pre-season. Uh, it's always a, a, a punting trap because we've got... I can't got believe you're doing it. <laughs> we've got pre-season betting bees and it starts tonight with the Warriors uh, who are $1.63 favourites against the West Tigers. Uh, but yes, we've seen some money for the Tigers in this match, actually. Uh, in this match, but boy, this is curly. This is... Um, I'd say a, a must-watch in terms of watching from a pure perspective as a Warriors fan, but uh, punters also want to have a bet. Um, I will say the first try-scorer markets where we have seen some money. Uh, Montoya and, and Cozy are the two, or Cozy as are the two players that are getting well-supported there, seven fifty and $8 respectively. But um, yes, there's a bit of NRL pre-season to take in over the weekend. Well, and <laughs> Fascinating why we're on that too. Obviously, St Helens down to play on the great to play the great Penrith Panthers in the World Club Challenge a week later. They're playing the Dragons now. If you want some value, St Helens, I'm presuming, haven't bought everyone and anyone in their squad. They they've literally bought the guys that are probably playing Penrith and the Dragons. Yep. You'd imagine are rolling out anyone that they can find. So, dollar ninety five St Helens. Yeah, I, look, I, I see where you're heading there, Beef. Um are they are they more inclined to line up a side that's it's going to beat as you said the Penrith Panthers though? Um, but what, what we have seen with St George's squad, um, boy, they, <laughs> they haven't got they one. Already, <laughs> yeah, don't they? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at wooden spoon markets um, for the St George Illawarra Dragons with, with what we've seen already um, uh, throughout the. Oh, actually, I'll bring up that market. Let's bring it up. Where are the where are they in the spoon? They're $9, actually, the, the Dragons and the Spoon. The, the, the favourite is the Dolphins mm. uh, at $3.20 for the Spoon. Newcastle Knights, $5. Uh, unfortunately, the Warriors are third favourites in that wooden spoon market at six fifty. Crazy. It's a different Crazy. year this year. It's a different year. Webby. Webby's in charge. They're a different crew now. Yeah, I can't see that happening. Yeah, as much <laughs> as I'm a diehard, surely they're not getting the Spoon. They've never won it before. No, they'll be eight this year. Mark my words, staying in rugby league, all-stars, Māori, outsiders. 
They are, they are. And, and look, um, we've got like a star-studded uh, Indigenous star, All-Stars team coming out here. And so far, all the best-played money has been around uh, that dollar fifty-nine, and also around the minus three and a half and the point start. Punters are, are pretty keen to get around those two options. Uh, with the Maori All-Stars currently sitting at two thirty, we, we haven't written too many tickets about them uh, in terms of uh, first try scorer markets. Uh, we've seen some money around Jesse Arthur's at the $13. Uh, and also, if you head down, um, we've got Cobbo at $8.50. He's the best back, the Indigenous. And I wonder if Latrell Mitchell and Jack White will, will form a nice combination in terms of um, <laughs> what they can do out on the field. They're 10s and $14, respectively. I'm sure that their combinations are just fine now. Uh, yesterday afternoon, uh, we did our usual cross with Joel and Fletch, and Joel talked me into Australia, and I tell you what, my ten dollars has had some effect on the market because it's brought <laughs> it in from three forty to two eighty. <laughs> Mate, you, you, you know what your money does, Steve. It certainly <laughs> talks very loud and it speaks different languages. Um, <laughs> has someone seen a pitch, Has someone seen a green top in India for the first time in history? Yeah, yeah. Well, look, 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 I can tell you they're batting. They're batting as well, Aussie. So, oh, yes. Um, they've won the toss. Good. So they have elected to bat. So um, they're going to get out there and face the music and try and get some runs on the board. Yeah, look, interesting with what they've done there in terms of preparing a pitch for that match. Um, that's what you get in terms of yep. home favourites, don't you? You get, to, you get to put out what you want. Yes. I'm sure the Black Cats won't be producing a flat track uh, next uh, Thursday as well. They'll be making sure it's a nice green seamer over at the mount. So... What I will say about that match, we have taken our biggest bet of, of $2,000 on India, which was two thousand uh, at uh, $2, uh, and that's where our biggest money's been. But, yeah, we've seen just that steady stream of, of small bets around Australia, and that kicks off in about 20 minutes. I was going to say, without contradicting myself, you'd have to say India at $1.72 at home. is You probably won't get them any longer, will you? No, no. Look, this has been... Uh, this could be blockbuster stuff, yep. couldn't it, uh, with, with these two uh, cricketing nations going toe-to-toe. And then, of course, a little bit later on, Australia and England uh, in the ashes. So, yeah, look, they're the form sides currently at the moment at test level. And, and yeah, I think it's going to be a great series between those two sides. And just before we go, a little Super Bowl update. Mm-hmm. Uh, some money today for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, they sit at $1.97. And the uh, Philly Eagles are currently $1.77. Uh, what I will say is both those power plays, uh, sorry, both those boosted options uh, around uh, either Jalen Hurts two uh, touchdown throws and the Eagles to win $3, and Travis Kelsey surely gets a touchdown, even if they lose, um, and the Chiefs to win, that's three seventy-five. Those have been both very well-played options, those boosted. And there'll be a lot more to come around the Super Bowl, and don't forget to type in your code of SUPER, and you get yourself a $10 bonus bet to spend on the match after you've had a a $10 bet on the game. Very good. Thank you so much, BP. Great to have you back on. Awesome. Cheers, team. Brennan Popperwell from the TAB. Bet live in your favourite sports. Download the TAB app today. Do gamble responsibly. It is R18. There is so much going on this weekend. We oh. didn't even man- mention the Super Smash final uh, either. We've got preseason rugby happening as well. The Crusaders are taking on the Highlanders in uh, the annual Farmlands Cup. It is all going down this weekend. Back to the text for a couple. Uh, New Zealand rugby starting to lose the public. I'm out as an All Blacks fan if Razor is not the coach. I tell you what, I, I, I thought there's no way it can't be, but... You're starting to question it, aren't I'm you? I'm starting to question it. The tide is is turning on me. It was just his positivity. Mm. But he's 
if it's if he's not, he's obviously happy with where he's landed. Or is it or is it peace with it? Or is at peace with it because he's yeah. dealt with it for the last four months. Yeah, he's known about it since we spotted him walking in here on which the public holiday. Which was ma- Matariki last year, yeah. which I think that yeah. was at least four months ago. So, no, I mean, honestly, if, if he doesn't get it this time around, can't imagine him ever wanting it. it. Yep. That's it. Stay with us here on The Run Home on ECNZ. All thanks to Mick Delivery. We will be back next and Beaver will reveal his next part of the All Blacks puzzle for 2024. Before we get into a Beavers uh, All Blacks picture for the locks post-2023, which is going to get interesting. This is where things are going to get changed up a little bit uh, because obviously you're looking at our starting locks both being gone. We'll read some texts. Ken has listed an entire 15, Beav, for 2024 and beyond. He certainly has. And uh, Ken, what I'll say about Ken... Is you consistent? It's as transparent He's as anything. consistent. He is consistent. You know what's coming. Uh, Zan Sutherland. No surprises there. He makes his 2024 20, One day he might. He will definitely play for the All Blacks, I believe. But One day. There's no doubt that uh, Ken has him in there tomorrow. Uh, Talia on one wing. No surprises. Rico at midfield with uh, Geordie Barrett. Caleb Clark on the left. This isn't going to rock you. Spencer. I'm not sure it's Carlos or the the new 2.0. Uh, but Payton. he's. Christy's there, of course. Uh, Hosking's Papali'i with a C beside his name. Shay Clark is uh, his number six. He's a sevens player. Putty Putty, that'll be Putty Putty Parkinson, I'd imagine, is at five. Barrett at four. Well done, Barrett, sneaking into an all blues laden team. Uh, Lomax, Eklund, of course, and uh, De Groot. So a few lucky guys from outside the Auckland region there. Coached by? Coached by Schmidt McDonald Ryan. With uh, McDonald after the cup and yes, Beaver drums are beating for Rennie at the Blues. I was told today, Ken, jeepers, you have some oil. Uh, also, let's not forget about Big Patty Tupolotu. Well, if Rennie's going to the Blues, that must mean Leon's coaching the All Blacks next year. <laughs> Ken, start to put the two and two together. Uh, Paul says two of us a sheik might get a game. Will Vern Cotter be coach next year? Vern Cotter's a Vern Cotter would be a powerful addition to. Any team, role. any team. He has been all over the world, head coach, successful, winning titles in France and Ireland. So he would be a hell of a pickup for somebody. Um, if you're putting together your all-black panel, um, has a relationship with Joe Schmidt from back in the Bay of Plenty days, and then Clement, of course. So if Joe Schmidt was to be the head coach, then Vern Cotter, I would say, becomes a massive player. Joe Schmidt, Vern Cotter, Leon McDonald, Jason Ryan. Yeah. That could be your four. There's your four. There's a number of combinations that you could take when it comes to the All Blacks job, couldn't you? Yeah. Graham is naming uh, his his uh, front row. Front row for 2024. How does it compare to yours, Beef? Uh, it's exactly the same, but his bolter here. He's mm. in the he's in the Canes this year, and it's Xavier. Is it Numaya? Numaya, you know him. He's been around the traps for a number of years. Oh now. yes, I know Xavier Numaya. Yeah, no, well, but it's just that they've obviously had so many players down there. They have. Uh, wonderful. Well, is it time for me to tell you my locks as well? I think so. Give us your locks for 2024. We're making the presumption here, Beav, aren't we? Brody Retallick gone. Sam Whitelock, yeah, will he be coming back? We're, we're presuming he may, be, he may be at the Departures Lounge too. So, therefore, uh, pretty easy selection of locks for me. It'll be Barrett and Vai. 
Easy, was it? Very easy. Ah. Yeah. Was there some people? Well, Ken has said, let's not forget Patrick Topolotto. He looks in great shape and he's all signed up again. Is he? Mm. I wondered if he maybe looked for the departure lounge too, but not. Well, oh. he had his year with Japan. Had his year. So. That'll tie you over for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but he'll certainly be in the consideration, but no. Uh, 2024 starting test match. Barrett and Vati will be the, uh, will be the starters. Not Barrett at six? No. You don't want to go with a Vay lord combination? Lord did come into my mm. consideration. They'll be together at the Chiefs since but, no Brody, so they'll have that combination. And he is a massively tall man. Uh-huh. And I saw, I know he was funny there last year before he got injured. He was a bit in and out with the Chiefs, uh, hot and cold, but as far as selection and the in the favour of the month, but geez, the parts I saw him play, obviously I didn't look at the fine the finer details. You of, wouldn't know them, would of, you? Of cleaner, no, I would not. But <laughs> geez, I enjoyed him around the track. He looked he looked literally like a young Brody. He looked good around the yeah, track. Yeah, looked magnificent actually. Well, who would you start at locks for Bledisloe One in twenty twenty four? Are you sticking with what Beaver has said? Would you take Scott Barrett and Tupo Va'i or would you have another possible combination? Maybe like Ken suggested, maybe you're bringing Patrick Tupolotu in or maybe there's someone else that we haven't thought of, a Party Party Parkinson, uh, Manaki, Salbi, Rickett or the likes. Let us know, double eight double three on the Temper and Bedpost text line or call anytime on the Makita New Zealand phone line 0800 150811 is the number. Makita, rule the outdoors. This is how Beaver sees it. Well, I've had a lot of feedback, both externally and internally here at SNZ, about some sort of thug grub uh, that was playing in the Cape Town tens. It wasn't me, people. Just to make that clear, the elbow or loose forearm that was thrown was in retaliation after I was, uh, I guess, fouled. And I, the, the writing was on the wall for me. I knew I was about to end up on a table, like some sort of gimmick in old WWE matches. So, look, I threw what I could when I could. I'm not a grub. I'm not cheap. I did what any man would do in self-defense when he was completely outmatched, outsized, in a Royal Rumble that he had no, no point being a part of. S-E-N-Z. Who was that guy? Which one? That one that saw red. Uh, the guy that had a crack at me, you mean? <laughs> the guy that we've never seen before. <laughs> the oh. guy that walks in here with his calm demeanour but hung- loses it. I was slightly hungover. <laughs> oh, there's it. <laughs> which, which didn't help my case. But there's the problem. Um, yeah, I've had a lot of people uh, questioning my integrity over the last 24 hours since I told the story that I may have sparked an all-in. Mm. Um, and... Quite frankly, I had to I had to set the record straight. I actually showed Kiz. Kiz, do you want to chime in here and just? Uh... I was just going to say, as soon as Beaver walked in, he lifted his hand to give me a handshake, and I flinched <laughs> just because uh, of the reckless foul play. That elbow came up a little too high on the handshake. Beaver. Kiz, I showed you the picture of the man that I got entangled with. Uh, there's definite fear for my life that I needed to have, wasn't there? Oh, mate, me being five, a generous 5'7". <laughs> if I was in that position, beef, I probably would have ran. I don't think my elbow could have got that high. We did some uh, dimensions on the man. It's uh, it's one that you wouldn't want to bump into, you know, so I, I understand where you're coming from, beef. Thank you. So just want to set the record straight. Still a lovely person um, and not a bad bone in my body, just self-defence curse.
Oh, all right, Beef. We'll just have to believe you. We will have to believe <laughs> you. You will. Keep your messages coming through for our text topic today. Name your All Blacks starting 15 in 2024. Uh, so next year, after the Rugby World Cup, after all of these players have departed uh, off to Japan, to France, to the UK, uh, or just retired like Dane Coles has done today. The list is growing and it'll continue to over the coming weeks, months and this year. We'll keep you posted with who's in and who's out, but keep your messages coming through. Welcome back to The Run Home on SENZ, all thanks to Mick Delivery. Great to have you joining us today. It is just after five o'clock and we've had a whole bunch of things to talk about today. Uh, but Cyclone Gabrielle Beave, yes. it is getting seriously real for the Upper North Island. It's, it certainly is. And We're here again. <laughs> we are here again. Um, and the thing that worries you this time around is the warnings that you're getting are like we've never had before. They've always told us don't panic buy with supermarkets. They've now told us to go and get three days worth. Uh, so all of a sudden... There'll be no food on the shelves. There'll be no food on the shelves. Uh, the toilet paper um, stashes that you've had since COVID curse is finally going to kick in and be utilised. Um, those flour and I've the sugar... I've actually got one roll left. That's a concern. Yeah, well, you have been dining on the last four years on the same same packets that you've bought from uh, your local supermarket. Flour and sugar will be at an all-time low again. Mm. So, yeah, strip yourselves in, people. Um, but Did yeah. you overload when you went to the supermarket last night? No, I wish I had. If you didn't I'd top up with? No, I got the beer essentials um, and still worked out that when I was buttering the kids' toast this morning that I needed to get more butter. <laughs> so, yeah, a few errors were made. How were the shelves looking last night? They went too bad, but the weekend before I went, when that other floods was was in the the midst of us, it was a bit it was a bit dicey. The kids live on Nutrigrain. Nutrigrain must be very popular at the moment because oh, delicious. it gets very heavily cereal. hit, um, especially around these bad weather conditions. Nutrigrain is it because people think that it's healthy? It's healthy, but it's covered it's in chocolate. It's terribly unhealthy for it's you. It's just like cocoa pops, but a different shape, isn't it? And it's just because it's got a There's couple an of Iron Man an Iron Man on the outside. You so know, athletes eat it. Iron Men can eat it because they train that hard <laughs> that it burns off. Yes, it's not healthy, but it's absolutely delicious. Yeah. It's a great the, breakfast choice. Yeah, it's the breakfast of Jacko and Liam, that's for sure. Mm. Not sponsored. No, uh, not they, sponsored, but Do they like Milo? Uh, yeah, love Milo, actually. Yeah, I've no, always I loved Milo as a kid. Mm, yeah, it's a great cereal. With, Never. like, scooping the top off because yes. you've got the extra chocolate on top. Or, uh, hey, I'll go make mine, Milo. So one spoon for the cup, one spoon for the mouth. <laughs> one spoon for the cup, one spoon for the mouth. No, nothing better. Oh, you sound like you're also with a person that would just hoe into the Nutella jar. By the spoonful. No, no, funny enough, I, I didn't know what Nutella was until I got late into my teens. The other thing I used to do a lot of was uh, the Raro packets. Yes. Just used to take them to school. Straight uh, on the hand. And yep. just, boom, straight <laughs> bang them over. When you think about it, I guess it's probably the modern day coffee. Raro? Yeah. Kids. Well, well for, for five-year-olds, maybe. For five-year-olds, yeah. I don't know if uh, people, any, any people over the age of 15 downs a... 
Does a Raro sell Raro? People still have Raro. I don't know. I've seen it. I've seen it. The modern era. replacements of it. The modern era. Too easy. Three pack of Raros for 99 cents. Too fancy. I remember when we were flatting still, we were Raro packing. Raro. Yeah. Cucks loved the Raro pack. He would still at that age. Mix a nice Raro for us and then still just bury one straight in the mouth too. Not good for your teeth. Probably explains why I've got 45 fillings, but there you go. <laughs> the sugar. Uh, well, back to the text topic today. Uh, we're asking you to name your All Blacks starting 15 from 2024. So after the Rugby World Cup, of course, Dane Coles is the latest to announce that he is retiring after the Rugby World Cup. He's done such long service in this country uh, and will leave a massive hole, as will Brody Retallick, who is heading across to Japan. Uh, of course, that, that adds to the list. That has already started this week. Bowden Barrett, he's also gone. Aaron Smith is gone. Richie Moonga is gone. And we're expecting more to come as well. Uh, we want to hear from you, though. We want to hear who is going to replace these players long-term, these legends, these experienced heads in the All Blacks from next year. Who will be playing for us? Beaver has named his front row, his locks. It is time, Beave, to name your Lucy's. Yes, it is time. And... Uh Remember, this is 2024, so it's on the back of the World Cup. So my number six will be Blackadder for that opener at Mount Smart against Australia in 2024. That's where we're playing Bledis 01. Yeah, yeah. We play all the big games at Mount Smart now. Mm. Um, obviously, Waikato Stadium was busy. Wellington was busy too. Uh, this new protege out of Wellington uh, that we tipped to be the breakthrough player for the Hurricanes, he'll be our number eight, Lakai. Ooh. Oh, juicy. And this is where I'm really going to wind you all up and uh, can't wait for the text machine to blow up. But here's, here's, here's the reality, people. All Blacks go and win the World Cup this year. I guarantee you who's holding the trophy in the middle of uh, Stade de Paris. Fozzie. And who's, who else is His holding? His humble assistant. No, his coach. Uh, sorry, his captain, Sam, Sam Kane. So I give, you, I give you a newsflash, people. If you win a World Cup, you're not going to be dropped for the first test match the following year. So Sam Kane will be your number seven in the opening game of 2024. Q, text machine, Ken, blow up. He's already said Dalton Publi is at seven. He's <laughs> and, already named and his captain. And, and captain. He's already named his full fifteen piece, so don't you worry about that. <laughs> Running through Beaver's team that he has so far, Ethan DeGroote, Samasoni Tokiaho, Tyrell Lomax will all start for the All Blacks next year, twenty twenty four. Scott Barrett, Tupova E at four and five, Blackadder, Kane and Lakai. That is Beaves forward pack for the All Blacks from 2024 onwards. What do you think? Have you got other ideas? If you do, let us know on the Temper and Bed Post text line. Coming up on the Maccas menu, thanks to McDelivery, we've got the co-captain of the Chiefs, Brad Weber, standing by to have a quick yarn. We whip around the grounds, all thanks to PGG Rights and Turf Plus, the drive to survive. It's a $200 day today for Thursday, your final day to win some money and drive to survive. Listen out for your cue to call at around 5.40. After 6 o'clock, we hear from Carmo Ian Jones. uh, Plus, Alex Schiffer, who is a Brooklyn Nets beat writer about everything happening in the NBA at the moment. Pacing for Purpose will give you our tips for the weekend ahead. And we'll hear from Baz, Brendan McCullum, the head coach of the English Test Team. That is the Macca's menu. Thanks to McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. This is the Run Home feature interview. Thanks to McDelivery. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba! 
Your Who Else Could Our Feature interview be today than none other, the Chiefs co-captain for the 2023 season, Brad Weber. Brad, thank you so much uh, for your time. Welcome back into the programme for the year. Did you ever say to Sam Kane, look, mate, I've got this this year, I'll take over? No, I think if he tried to give it away, I'd tell him, nah, you're not allowed to. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be right. Yeah, I'd feel like an imposter. If he was around, if he was swimming around and the captain, so yeah, uh, no, that's never an option. I mean, it must be quite a buzz for you, though, right? You lo- absolutely love this team, um, and it's going to be a big year ahead. Big time, and uh, it's pretty added. I called doing it with Sam, like he's one of my best mates, and um, like I say, it's a team that means a lot to me. Has done for the last ten years. So, look, to be honest, I'm a bit surprised as to why there's so much, buddy. I've had to media today about this. It's just the status quo, and that's the same thing the last three years. I mean, that's well, all we thought, but look, we thought we'd celebrate you. Yeah. We really yeah. wanted to celebrate you. I mean, I'll give you a tip. I'll give you a tip, Webby. Once you get into this uh, world of the media, which I know you'll have a wonderful career in, uh, there's certain months of the year which just, you know, as a, as a broadcaster, uh, news yeah. like this makes big news. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so We're not scraping the barrel, uh, It's February, uh, pre, pre-season. This is big news for us. Brad's one of our favourites. So. Uh, yeah, that too. Uh, well, Mate, speaking of February, how many weeks have you been back in training, back at the Chiefs, leading the way? So I was meant to be in uh, January. However, I um, contracted COVID over the New Year period. A little bit later, it was maybe the second week of January. So I've been in, been in just about a month now. Pre-season game tomorrow that I'll be involved in. So Oof. good way to check out the lungs. Brad, what are you doing right now? You sound puffed. He's got COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not a good. Uh, I'm actually. So I mean, I'm just walking down <laughs> down to the Hamilton Lake, beautiful lake. Oh, gorgeous! And, uh, I'm a, I'm about to play in a last man. I'm filling in for a mate in a last man stands cricket match. Oh, nice! So, uh, yeah, I'm just walk, I'm walking distance uh, from my house. I'm just walking down with my cricket gear. Got my bag in tow, ready to send hopefully a few balls boundary. This mate doesn't happen to be Brendan McCullum, does it? Oh, geez, I will. Gee, that guy doesn't give me two cents in a cricket game. <laughs> he's, seen, he's seen my performance as a break clash. I'll have my number, I think. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned uh, your pre-season game tomorrow. Did I hear right that you're actually involved? Surely captains don't have to play the first pre-season game. Uh, so I think I'm probably more is um, an all-black fill-in from the end of year tour, so uh, I was on a little bit earlier and because of that I am uh, involved in the first pre-season game, but tonight I'm, I'm happy with that. Oh, I, there's the old, I do find it quite tough uh, about being involved with the all-blacks because you miss a lot of pre-season and sometimes it's quite hard to skill set level out to the right. Right, uh, right level it needs to become super rugby, so I'm actually pretty happy to get a couple my belt before, before the season starts. I don't come in too rusty. Now, the, the second biggest news outside of Chiefs land today, <laughs> outside of Sam Kane somehow hanging on to a co-captaincy with you, was uh, Brody Retallick uh, going back to his second home of Kobe. Yes. Filling his pockets once again as if they weren't full enough. I think we're, 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 all, we're all pretty happy for him. He's... Uh, He's done it all here, hasn't he? He's, uh, he doesn't know anything, so that's good on him. And I'm looking forward to 
actually been shouted a few things throughout the season. <laughs> I, I'm not holding my breath, though. What, what sort of hold does he leave in the Chiefs' environment, Brad? Does this mean no one will be copying uh, high shots or black eyes at training anymore? Well, see, this is the problem, Kirsty, is because he's been around the last couple of years, been a couple of our young locks that have really tried to mirror his influence. (laughs) Talking about um, Josh Lord, just absolute pest, especially to halfbacks. If if they're one off the rack at training, you know you're going to cop it. And so be just purely Brody. Now I've got to watch out for like half of young buggers. So, yeah, he'll leave a, a lasting impression, that is for sure. Um, it's, I think the biggest thing that does bring is a bit of intimidation factor to other mm. other teams. So I think we'll miss that a little bit. However, um, we've got some pretty good young fellas stepping into, into, his, um, into his shoes, as I mentioned earlier. So, um, yeah. Should be all right. He's yeah, not that good, is he? I, I, I gotta stop talking him up so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean his new paycheck does enough of that. Uh, but yeah. it's certainly one position that the Chiefs, uh, although you never replace a Brody Retallick, they do have an amazing amount of uh, young locks uh, route ready to jump in, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Josh Lord still working his way back from his ACL injury from last season. Um, we've even got guys like uh, Lago McConnell, and uh, we've picked up Manaki, who comes from some seriously good pedigree. And if you can put a good season together, we're putting a lot on those guys as well. So, certainly blessed in that locking department. I didn't even mention Naito Akoi, and I think he's been saying he's more of a six now. So, uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> Brad, we mentioned the fact that it is a massive year uh, this year, not just for Super Rugby, but of course for the All Blacks. Personally, for you, what are your goals this year? What, what do you want to set out to achieve? Uh, oh, look, because I want to win rugby. I've, uh, I've played for 10 years. Um, I come in 2014, so after the boys have been back-to-back and been chasing, got close a couple of times and never quite got there. So um, for me, the, the main motivation, because... Um, you know, if this is my last year, then um, I want to go out on a bang, with a bang. And um, I know there's a lot of pullback talk and World Cup and that, but it out pretty quickly last year that it was a performance. Well, winning a Super Rugby crown sounds uh, pretty good to us. So, Brad, we'll let you go. Uh, get back to your last man standing competition. Thank you so much for coming on and having a yarn to us. It all starts in a couple of weeks. So uh, we'll be watching. And all the best tonight and tomorrow in the preseason game. Yeah, thank you for that. And um, if there's anyone listening uh, on position tonight, just watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Build your innings, young fella. Build your innings. Okay. Okay. Leave an update on how you go, right? <laughs> Thank you Cheers. so much. Cheers, Brad Weber joining us there uh, from down by the river, the Hamilton River. Have you played in that comp B, last man standing? I didn't realise last man standing actually hit Hamilton. I, there used to be a uh, midweek T20 comp that used to play in. Um, and it's funny enough, you'd... You'd always be wrecked after a long day of pre-season training, but you'd always find and just enough, <laughs> enough just enough left and to go and roll the arm over and, and try and hoik a few over mid-wicket. But uh, yeah, it's this time of year in Hamilton, wonderful, wonderful to do that sort of thing. What sort of cricket player is Brad? 
Handy. Is he? Yeah, handy. Mm. Yeah. He, so you wouldn't uh, want to come up against him. Well, he's, a, he's still a little bit salty, and you could just see... The, just, the black clash? The black clash. Didn't get called back yeah, up. Yeah, mm. he had, had that one game, didn't perform. Look, I felt that. Yeah, he didn't perform to his expectations. <laughs> Look, neither did Izzy this year, but no. he's going to get called back. He'll probably get called back. <laughs> we, 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 he was a one one and out. Um, so he's uh, he still wonders what he's done wrong to Graham Henry on the selection panel. Mm. How, what about his personal goals uh, for this year? Yeah, I like it because, I mean, at the end of the day, he goes and wins Super Rugby. Yeah. His team's played well. He'll yeah. be an All Black. Uh, without a shadow of doubt. So, you know, I mean, without put trumpet words in his mouth, his aim will be to go to Paris. Yes. And you would imagine he's he's in a pretty good position right now. Uh, and if you put on the fact that he goes and wins Super Rugby, which oh. would have meant the Chiefs have had a great year, yeah. then he'll be without a shadow going. And he said, if this is my last year, um, and there's already been rumours that potentially he is going overseas next year, it's going to um, form an amazing combination with Damian McKenzie, yes. we presume. Again. And when you, when you have... That 19 combination plus that forward power That's is a thing. handy looking team that Chiefs have. Yeah, and and you could you can really afford and you know people who listen to the show will get me sick of saying it, but if you had those two at nine and ten, and that forward pack, so that forward pack for me, if it doesn't get affected by injury, is ridiculous. When he he rattled off a few of the names um, from a size point of view, from a set piece point of view, it will be phenomenal. You can play a lot of ad lib footy, which suits Weber and McKenzie a fair nine and ten. But they don't want to be cornered into playing structure and playing pods and all the rest of it. You want them to play off the back of front football, which they should get from that full pack. You'd hope that Webby wouldn't go overseas next year if. Uh Aaron Smith and some of the others are gone because Damien and, and Brad Weber would make a pretty good All Blacks 19 combination, combination yeah. wouldn't they? It'd be a nice easy one for them just to slip straight in. If the Chiefs win Super Rugby this season, and yep. this is an if, does Sean Stevenson make the All Blacks? <sighs> You're saying Brad Weber does? The thing is, McKenzie, McKenzie at 10, Sean Stevenson should be the 15 for the Chiefs without a shadow because then... He's he's a fifteen by trade. He's been forced to play wing in the last few years by the Chiefs. Put him at fifteen, and he carries on his form. Then you have to think. You have to think so. Is he playing in that preseason game tomorrow? Clayton and McMillan's probably listening to this, so he would have heard you, Beef. I had heard the calls. I had heard he's been on measured time uh, preseason. As far as that means, uh, he's going to get a lot of minutes during Super, isn't he? Yeah. Well, sorry. I think. uh, Funny enough. And I don't know if it's the training pitch there, but there are a few of us with theories there. But you get to a certain age and your Kelly starts playing up uh, on the training pitch there. I think he's he not that old, though. He's not old enough to <laughs> be pulling those ones. Achilles, I can come at you. You, Mills, you guys can do it. <laughs> Tony, though, Liam, they all got them at about, as soon as they hit about 29 there. He's not that old. He's not as old as you guys were. He looks it. <laughs> oh, we're going to keep the messages coming through. We're going to get back to the text line shortly uh, because today we want to know your All Blacks 15 for 2024 and beyond. We don't know if Brad Weber will be there. He just said this may or may not be his last season. Uh, of course, there has been rumours that he may go to France next year. We'll have to wait for his decision on that, but there will not be. Brody Retallick, Bowden Barrow, who is going to be starting in the place of these All Blacks next year with the Bledders, though? Beaver? is going to name his 9-10 and midfield combination next. So who have you got in yours? A couple of texts in here. Uh, Ken is saying 
Uh, is Foster going to make it to the Cup, or are we in for a big surprise in the next 11 or 12 days? No, Kim, we can't go down that route again. We've had 45 reviews uh, in the last uh, six months. They're not having another one. He will definitely be at the Cup. He wants to also know uh, if he heard your loose forward trio correct for 2024 <laughs> and beyond. Can you repeat it? Just for anyone that's missed it, today be Riz naming his All Black starting 15 from next year onwards. Yes, so the, Lucy's? Lu- the Lucy's was Blackadder at six. Uh, the World Cup winning captain from the year before, Sam Kane. And young Hurricane superstar about to be Luckeye. Well, Adam has texted in, and you've got to listen to uh, the voice of SENZ unofficially. Uh, I would only change Beavers 7 and 8. Dalton 7, Cullen Grace 8. Rest of the pack he's happy with. Thank you, Adam. Yep, not those two. <laughs> Beaver, why not Savia at 8? Savia is going to play he's in gone. Japan, but he's back for the All Black season, isn't he? Oh, is he? Well, he's gone for one season. Oh, is that all? I think so. Yeah, I didn't realise that. I think uh, it's a one-year. Gets a one-year little exemption, and uh, well-deserved that one too. And uh, what I enjoy about Savia's press conferences, unlike the 45 million other players who have left before him, he, he has literally just said, I'm going for money. Mm. That's good. Honesty. He's <laughs> yes. honest. He's setting up his family, yep. um, as we probably would all do if we were in that exact situation, wouldn't we? Time now to whip around the grounds, all thanks to PGG Rights and Turf, Duriscape Lawn Seed from PGG Rights and All Fruit Fed Stores. Australia against India, test one of four, starting right now. It is on, Beeb. Give us a score update. Oh, it's not good for those who have jumped on that Ooh, juicy odds of Aussie. Whoa. 24 for two, this Australian team that went their cock-a-hoop uh, already. Uh, 24 for 2 I'll tell you what it's awfully green for an Indian pitch Um, there's a bit of there's actually grass on this Indian pitch but uh, Labusharkney Mr Runs himself is out there at the moment and just uh, just trying to steady the ship along with uh, Smith first session on now we'll be switching or tuning in uh, from the second session onwards today from 7pm we will take the live commentary right here on SENZ or you can listen on our SENZ app sticking with cricket it is the Super Smash final this weekend the elimination final is happening right now to see who the Canterbury Kings will host at Hagley Oval on Saturday Super Bowl Monday 12.30pm New Zealand time it will all go down between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs who's your money on beef? When I was on Bricky, I met um, Captain Captain Philly with mm-hmm. the Breakfast Boys talk to. So, out of respect for him, I'll have to go Eagles. But my TAB, my TAB account might have a little nibble on the Kansas City. Well, so might uh, Beaver's Best tomorrow. Stay tuned to see what the money is going on. Uh, a bit of uh, pre-season rugby action as well. The Chiefs are playing tomorrow. The Crusaders and Highlanders are going into battle as well for the annual Farmlands Cup. That is in Omaru from 5.30pm tomorrow night. Plus the NRL All-Stars Beef. Indigenous against the Māori All-Stars. Yeah, we have to be in on, in on the Māori, don't we? At Rotorua. What a, uh, let's hope they pack it out too. We've been crying out for this game to be in New Zealand. But half the stars have pulled out. That's the problem. Yeah, I know. You know they're still it, stars though. When you've got Latrell Mitchell, Nico Hines and these players, they're still stars. Oh, some absolute superstars of the game. But it is, it is funny how some have pulled out. And someone like Josh had a car pulling out mm. who's so proud 
of uh, his heritage and so outspoken about it. It just seems funny that someone like that would not come over. All that plus so much more. That is Around the Grounds this week. What you need to tune in for this weekend. All thanks to PGG Rights and Turf. Ask about Juriscape Lawn Seed from your local PGG Rights and All Fruit Fed stores. Time now for news and sport with Johnny Mack. When we come back, Beaver will name his 9-10 and midfield combination for the All Blacks from 2024 and beyond. By Well, a lot of All Blacks are beginning to say sayonara or see you later uh, or giving the game up for good like Dane Coles. So we are predicting the All Blacks starting lineup from next year and beyond. Beaver's gone through his forward pack. Now it's time to start getting into the backs. Beaver, who have you got? 9-10 and in the midfield. Okay, so I'm going to start in the midfield because for me, it's, it's, it's easier. It's easier selection. So your midfield will be one... Geordie Barrett at 12. He'll be partnered by the very experienced then Anton Leonard-Brown. There's your 12 and 13. Uh, bit of stability from years gone by. That's going to be the future Conrad Nonu? Yeah, why not? In why time? Not? In time. I always, you know, if you leave them together. Funny enough, I, as soon as I laid eyes on Leonard-Brown as a 19-year-old at training, I, th- I just looked at him and thought, geez, that is Conrad Smith reincarnated. Uh, so... He's got he's got a lot of Conrad about him, and uh, I know he's dabbled between twelve and thirteen. But I I think that's a that's a midfield that can work because you've got enough power in it, but smarts, ball skills, ability, obviously a kicking game as well. That it's just really does complement each other. So that's your midfield. The nine and ten. This is going to be the talking point all next year because well they've all cleared out a lot the of the experienced ones. A lot of the experience have held it down. So first of all, you're going to need a ten. It's for me. It's easy and logical, uh, and it's as long as he's signed. And I'm not sure of his contract status, but it's not McKenzie. yet. Show him the money. Yeah, and I dare say he's in a pretty powerful position right now because there's two guys who have buggered off, and without a ten, you can't win a test match. So it'll be McKenzie. But um, does this all determine how he plays for the Chiefs at ten this year? What if he's not at ten for the Chiefs? I think whoever's coaching the All Blacks next year will make sure he's playing 10 for the Chiefs the following year. Uh, so he'll be, he'll be the 10. And number nine, and this is under a few presumptions that there's no nines left that have played for the All Blacks. No Brad Webber, no Aaron Smith, no TJ Pedernata. Yep, so but there would be... There'd be Finlay. Finlay and yep. Fakatava. And Fakatava. I'm going to bolt you. Yes. I'm going to say by the time that that comes around, 2024... There's going to be a kid out of the Hurricanes, mm. Cam Roygaard. He'll be your starting nine. And I presume you're about to tell us the backup will be out of the Chiefs by the name of Cortez Ratima. Funny enough, Cortez Ratima does sneak into the um, All Black squad that year as well. 2024. Yep. That is Beeves' 9-10 combination. Bolters. Yeah, Bolters coming in there, but a midfield that of should solidity. get plenty of, of game time yes. this year, shouldn't they? Could well be the World Cup. Midfield. Mm, what do you think of Beavers 9, 10, 12 and 13 combination for the All Blacks from 2024 onwards? Do you have any question marks about it? Would you sub any of these players in or out? Double eight, double three on the Temper and Bedpost text line. But get on the phone right now on the Makita New Zealand phone. Rule the outdoors with Makita's power garden tools. 0800 150 811 is the number to call. We're playing Drive to Survive and it is huge. It is a $200 TAB bonus bet voucher game today. So get in the line. Call us up 0800 150 811. The first question 
Go and look it up. If you didn't listen yesterday, I'm going to give you the biggest clue. Black Ferns captain and star of the 2022 World Cup campaign, Rohei Demand, is fully qualified in which profession? That is your first question for Drive to Survive, the $200 game. This is Drive to Survive. Yes, it is Drive to Survive for $200. It is a massive day today. Just a quick update. The Blues pre-season match against the Hurricanes this weekend out at the Waitemata Rugby Football Club in Auckland. That is on Saturday. Get there. You should get there. Kids go free and adults are $5. Roger Tuvasashek playing starting at 12. He's at 12. Go watch him. And I've just seen a name who he's partnering with. Yes, who's that? Essendon Tui Tupo. Yes, and I do believe... Brother of? No, son. Son? Son. <laughs> How I, old I, is he? No, I, I'm almost... I was actually, funny enough, Sammy was texting me about two days ago, and I know his son was in the Blues 20s or 18s or something about a year ago, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say young Essendon is Sammy's boy, and uh, he's getting a run at that. I, I'm sure Ken will actually probably know, but I'm pretty sure that that is... Son of the wonderful Sammy Tui to Paul. Go watch, go watch these players in action. It is so cheap if you're in and around Auckland on Saturday. Hopefully, uh, that cyclone hasn't hit. We want to see Roger Tuivasa-Shek get some minutes, and there's some good players playing on that field this weekend as well. Absolutely, but now there's some good players about to play on the greatest field of all, and that's the Drive to Survive field. And I tell you what, you're chasing, you're chasing a coveted trophy today because it's 200. Whew. And my word. This is a wonderful gift from the people at the TAB. It's 26 for two. Nothing's changed in the last 10 minutes. Coming out of India, for those who are fascinated by this test match, I repeat, 26 for two. We're on the back of 15 dot balls. Uh, Troy from Whanganui to kick us off. Troy, how are you? Yeah, very good. How are you guys? We're going well, mate. Let's hope we can put 200 in your account. Wouldn't that be something to kickstart a weekend? Which wow. You might be all right down in Whanganui, but us up here will be probably sitting in front of the uh, TV watching, we'll the money. Watching, watching trackside all weekend because I don't think we'll be doing much else, mate. Yes, you know, here it's going to be a bit rough, but uh, everyone will get their share, I suppose. Absolutely. Anyway, let's get started. So the question that tripped up a few yesterday was Black Cap, Black, not Black Caps, Black Ferns captain and star of the World Cup campaign. Ruhe Demont is fully qualified in which profession? Uh, law, so she's a lawyer. She is a lawyer. I was far smarter g- than us, as we said. Far smarter. I was going to give the Conrad Smith clue, mm. but uh, not needed. Uh, for Troy, we are up and running and on our way. Where is the NRL All-Stars game this weekend? Uh, Rotorua. It is in Rotorua. Let's hope they get a wonderful turnout and we can push forward the claim of getting more of these sorts of games in our wonderful country. Lap one, question three. Who are the Warriors playing in their first trial game? Uh, Trial game. Throw him a clue. Yeah, is there a clue? Um... Benji Marshall. Uh, West Tigers. 
I'm upset with myself, Kirst. That was a, one. That was a gift clue. I'm applying for 200 tonight. And Troy got it. That's too he easy. He didn't disappoint we, you. We, we cannot yeah, be, much, much appreciated, Beaver. We cannot be so so generous. Well, but you didn't anyway. have to give him a clue, Beaver. Well, yes, I know. I'm so soft. You're very soft. This is what happens with your children. Yes. Question four, lap one. We're still with Troy on his way to 200. The only EPL game today ended in a draw. What was the score? Uh, two all. Two all is correct. And just like that, as we chase 200, Troy has looked after it. Lap two, question one. Here we are. What teams were involved in that game? Uh, Man United, Leeds United. We are flying now. How good, Troy. Which... I'm just, I'm just making sure the boys have yes. got this question worded because they would appear not to have in my... What's wrong with the question? The question that he's returning to the Chiefs. Yes, he is. He is? He is. Okay. Stephen, keep up with the state of play. Uh, which former Chiefs halfback is making his return to the side this year? Oh, Triple T. It is Triple T, and that is because he went down to the Highlanders as yes. an injury replacement for Falau Fakatava. But now that Falau, uh, his knee is in a better shape than he thought, he's no longer needed. So he's gone back with the Chiefs. So is there an injury in the Chiefs? Okay. Babe, you should know. I should know this. Jesus. But Troy's all over it. Troy's all over it. And Troy. Yeah, I, think, uh, I think it's uh, Xavier Rose out. There you go. Yes, young Xavier. Okay. There you go. Two questions away, B. Two questions away from 200, Troy. He deserves it. Jeez, when the boys said they wanted to give it away today, they certainly have. This next question is another gift. Uh, which super rugby side does Jack Goodhue play for? Uh, Jack Goodhue. Uh, now, not to be confused here. Jack Goodhue. His engine has blown. Oh. Well, the next person's going to know this. Well, wow. Not to be confused with, I'm presuming, his brother. Yeah, that was that was an easy question. I thought he could get that one straight off the bat. So Jake, he didn't need you. time to think about that. Sorry, one, Troy, you that wasn't us. No, no, you're probably right. That is yeah. that is that is comfortable. Okay, next sorry, up. Sorry. I mean, if you got Triple T return of the Chiefs, you know that this guy plays for one. Unless team. he was confused yeah. about which brother. Which could be done. You get names confused all the time, B. Oh, I do. I do. Uh, we'll move on to, as you said, a part of the world which should know the answer to this question. Ryan, how are you, mate? Great, thanks, guys. Uh, Crusaders? Uh, correct. Correct. So, just like that, Ryan has come in with a million an dollar question. I don't think Ryan's earned an easier 200. Uh, he has picked up a gift here. He's, he might have to do some work here for this one. He's got one bit of work to do. One bit of work to do. Lap three, the one and only question, 200 is currently getting placed in an envelope and sent to Christchurch. Here we go. Which Kiwi Olympian is fronting the Athletes Cooperative? Athletes Cooperative? Never heard of it. Um, Throw out an icon. Throw out an icon. Should I give a clue or is no, that too? No, oh, icon's okay. enough. Okay. Okay. Because we'll go through a few couple of you, mate. You want an icon? Um, oh. Next one. On to the Very next. Very good. Very good. Crack at it. Kerry. Kerry, have you got the icon that is fronting the <laughs> athlete cooperative? 
Is it, um, Mahi Drysdale? There you go. You walked into the money, Kerry. Money is raining down on you right now. $200 from the TAB. Congratulations, mate. Some of those answers. Well done. Well done. I mean, we don't usually give a second chance on lap three, but uh, we feeling thought generous. we were feeling generous today. Any ideas where that money's going, mate? I might listen to um, Kempe's uh, tips tomorrow. He's on a bit of a heater, isn't he? <laughs> Kempe's on five, three in a row. What? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah. hearing, Beef. Three and in a row. This is what happens when you're consistent with your tips and they come through. People start listening. <laughs> Yeah, I've never heard anyone say, what are you going to do for your money? Oh, I'll listen to Beavis and Jess. Well, Kerry, you go spend that money because you deserve it. Congratulations and have a wonderful weekend. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks, mate. $200 getting sent uh, the way of Kerry. <laughs> Troy. Troy's... Troy's you uh, cut him. No, well, Troy's, cons- you know... I, I just because des- he didn't know where Jack Goodhue was, just, Jack or Josh. Troy's just texted and said, uh, that was rough team, I'll be back. Um, Troy, I don't know. I, 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 Josh I, and Jack, I see where the confusion comes in. Jack Jack, Jack Goodhue has had a career that's he's edged in your thought process. Yeah, well, y- you know, it could have been a trick question. You could have been asking where Josh Goodhue plays. I did give, I did give Troy... Uh, Benji Marshall as a clue for what team is playing the Warriors. I mean, that's an absolute layup for someone. So I sort of feel we're even there. Okay, okay. all good. Um, and just going back to the text, Ken says that is Sam Tutupo's son, Essendon, playing alongside Roger Tuivasa-Shek this weekend at the Waitemata Football Club. Pre-season match for the Blues. If you can't get there in person, the Blues will be live streaming that. That is a pre-season match between the Blues and the Hurricanes. We'll be black with Drive to Survive. On Monday, it'll start again for a $50 TAB bonus bet voucher. This is the run home on ECNZ. All thanks to Rotoflex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Keep your messages coming through for our All Blacks 15 beyond 2024. We're getting close to the outside backs with Beeve. This is The Run Home on SENZ. It's been a pleasure having your company today. You can still send us a message, double eight, double three, on the Temperin Bedpost text line. What did you make of Beaver's 19 and midfield combination for the All Blacks from next year? He's going Cam Roygaard at 9, Damian McKenzie at 10, Geordie Barrett at 12, Anton Leonard-Brown at 13. He's got questions from you. Beaver, have you heard of Rico? Your side is way off. I have heard of Rico, uh, Ken, and he... Am I going my outsides at the moment? Not yet. Okay. We'll go that next. We'll go that next. Uh, but Charlie, has uh, your performance in South Africa has come into question once again. Yes. Uh, instead of sipping on Raro, uh, Charlie said, Beeb, you should be knocking back the Barocas at your age. Fun enough, Charlie. One morning uh, when I woke up in South Africa, I thought, what have I got in my little toolkit here? Uh, mind you, that's code for toilet bag. And uh, obviously I had enough inflammatories to uh, sink a ship. <laughs> but uh, I needed some sort of, I guess, artificial pick-me-up. Mm. And the only thing I could find, there was no caffeine tablets anywhere, the only thing I could find was uh, Barocca. Uh, so I dropped them and... Uh, what, the packet? <laughs> <laughs> Three at a time. <laughs> you can't overdose on Barocca apparently. <laughs> Oh, and look, you're all good to go, and you made it through to the final, and you won it, B. And you won it. There's no questioning your method. <laughs> no, there probably is. <laughs>
the Friday night, the Saturday night, the Sunday night too. He's still got it, everyone. He has still got it. Right, when we come back after news and sport with Johnny Mac, Beaver is going to name his outside backs for 2024 and beyond for the All Blacks. Look out. There may be a surprise coming. Maybe. To watch the sport, let us cook. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with McDelivery. Rotoflex, world-leading biomechanical design by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Available at participating retailers now. Kick back and relax. It's time for the run home with Kirsten Beef. This is the run home on SENZ. There's a bit of cricket going on as well. Australia against India, day one of the first test. Beeves, score update for us. Has anything <laughs> happened? Has the dial moved in the last half an hour? <laughs> no, not really. Three runs in the last half hour. It's 29 for two. The spinners are well and truly at work now. And uh, as I said, I think it was 26 for two about 40 minutes ago. We also had a text come in um, saying they'd li- rather listen to the cricket commentary uh, than us. That is not an offence to us. If you'd like to listen to the cricket commentary, <laughs> you actually can. That, oh. that is on the SCNZ app, and we're taking the commentary live from 7 o'clock as well. We're going to play you all the first session highlights before you get to that commentary at 7. So you won't have missed a thing. You'll get all the best bits from a few hours in five minutes. I'd like to think we're better than three runs in 45 minutes, though, Kirst. I really I mean, a bit's happened, babe. <laughs> a bit's happened. I know Shami's bowling well, but uh, and and Agar has also got them on absolute toast with his four overs for two runs. But Andrew Asia, he's he's bowling maidens as well. Um, but I'd like to think we're better than that. Well, next we'll be asking you to commentate uh, ball by ball after <laughs> this. But we do have the commentary, and we'll be bringing that to you at seven o'clock after the run home, so you can get your cake and eat it too. There you go. You get the best of both worlds. All uh, right, we want to play you a clip from Ian Jones from Carmo, who was on the afternoon show with Staffy. This is all about the All Blacks coaching job. That Mate, is... the All Black coach has to reflect who we are. Yeah. You know, and we are passionate New Zealanders, right? And you want your All Black coach to be the same. That's what, that's what Razor does with the Crusaders. Man, why wouldn't you get on that ruddy bandwagon? Because the guy's up there smiling, having a great time, saying, I am so proud and humbled to be coaching this Crusaders team. I'm going to do my best for you guys. And, mate, we wish you. He'll say the same thing for the All Blacks. And we jump on that bloody bandwagon. We, we, we ride that storm. And, mate, when New Zealanders, and they often are staff, but when New Zealanders get in behind this team, we're even better. Mm. The All Black coach has to reflect what we are. 
That's one of the greatest lines I've heard <laughs> in this whole coaching debate. We'll leave it there, Carmo, because I've got another really That full report. interview is on our ECNZ app that Carmo did uh, Ian Jones with Staffy this afternoon. But that is a great bit. Clearly, Carmo is on the bandwagon. He is team Razor all the way. He's wanting him to go in as the All Blacks head coach from 2024. He certainly is. He's, uh, and you can see why, you know, as he says, you know, people at the moment, you know, people north of uh, the top of the south, you know, we see Razor and we're probably not all in on him just yet because uh, we don't like the Crusaders. Uh, but I'm sure if we would be happy if he was doing that for the All Blacks. I'm sure we would be because, uh, as you say, he looks, he's, he's all in, he's invested. Just on Carmo's note, mm. one of the other, uh, I guess, Candidates that's really popped up in the in the thinking and, and the rumour mill at the moment is Jamie Joseph. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the whole, uh, the All Black coach needs to be a representative of um, what we are as a people and all the rest of it. What does what does that say about us if we're Jamie Joe? Are we staunch and tough? He's because staunch that, and tough. Because that's and his Tony persona. Brown is that's his persona. The clever. Magician, partyman. Yeah, I was going to say, don't forget he's, he's a, not, look, don't forget I think he's New Zealand's a, a bit of both, aren't they? Yeah. I think we swing both ways. I think we like to think we're like Tony Brown, but we're also quite staunch like yeah. Jamie Joseph. Yeah, so so maybe they fit the bill too. Um, mm. I'm glad you touched on that, on that party aspect because, yeah, I mean, it's all part of the brownie makeup. It is. It mm. is. Uh, the big news stories today, Dane Coles is retiring after 17 years of professional rugby in New Zealand. That is it. He's not going overseas. He's going to be spending time with his beautiful children and wife down on the Kapiti Coast in Wellington. Uh, he is retiring after this year. So he'll get through this year, hopefully, with the cast uh, intact. He'll be at that World Cup. Uh, and then next year, that'll be it. He'll hang up the boots officially. But Brody Retallick is heading offshore. And you'd have to say, Beeve, this will be it for Brody Retallick. Will we see him again in the All Blacks? And off the back of Carmo, who some regard as uh, one of the great locks of all time, where does Brody Retallick fit into that conversation? I never saw Meads play, so that's that. I'll open with that. Mm-hmm. As far as the rest of them goes, the best. Brody. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Didn't see Colin Meads play, and obviously you hear the stories and the legends. So you'd have to have if you if you're having a a scrum packed for your life. You would have the great King Country man on one side of the locking duo and you'd have the guzzler on the other. Without a shadow of doubt for me, he's the best I've ever seen in my lifetime. And uh, New Zealand or worldwide? Won the World Player of the Year award a couple of times as well. I'm thinking I'm thinking worldwide, it's there's not many I mean, the English will tell you Martin Johnson and and you know, fair fair enough too. Aussies might give you John Eels, um, but I mean, if Brody had been offered the goal kicking um, duties, he probably would have tried. Um, and put pro- in a few kicks every now and again. <laughs> skillful and footballer. And he's had uh, the world try of the year as well one day. <laughs> Remarkably skillful footballer, uh, Brody Italic. So yeah, for me, for me, certainly our best, and uh, would be in the conversation for the greatest of all time worldwide. And Carmo uh, said it too, so he'll leave a massive, massive hole. And this picture uh, for the All Blacks that was taken after the World Cup with the departing players, is that it? Is he gone? Is yep. he done? Aaron yeah. Smith, Dane Coles, not coming back? No. Brody, do you add him to that list? Oh, I, I think so. Like in, and I don't think, it, I think don't think I'd be blowing any great cover on Brody there. I think even coming back this time around was probably, he, he hummed and hard about it, I would, I would have thought. I, I know he loved his time at Kobe. Absolutely loved it. He needs it. to stay fit. And he's to stay injury free and on does. that field. So this will certainly be a last try. He's got nothing left to prove. Mm. 
Absolutely nothing. So this will be his last throw. I've had a shout out doubt. Uh, know how much he loves the Kobe lifestyle for his family and, and himself up in Japan. So, yep, he won't be back. Was that the greatest raid that any super franchise has ever made from the Crusaders region? It's pretty handy, isn't it? Getting him out of Crusaders. Well, imagine if he was with Sam Whitelock at the Crusaders for the last decade. Yeah, then we'd have probably not of Barrett. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but he was, at, he was at Hawke's Bay at the time, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. So Hawke's Bay actually got him out of Canterbury because Canterbury thought he was too much of a larrikin. And uh, Hawke's Bay... And, Who uh, was it at Hawke's Bay? Was it Tom Coventry? Tom Coventry with got the, him. The, the link straight over. Yeah. Um, and then obviously he would be the, he'd be the greatest almost punt that the Chiefs have... Ever taken. Ever taken. I mean, you could say getting McKenzie and uh, Leonard Brown out of high school in Christchurch was up there, but... The fact They've that still got some points to prove. Brody doesn't. No, no, remarkable. Now uh, you have named your side all but the outside back. Someone that you didn't name in the midfield. They've questioned uh, Rico Ioane not being there. What about Jack Goodhue? He is back for the Crusaders. He's playing in the Farmlands Cup this weekend. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that the it's been a frustrating couple of years uh you know coming back from a long-term injury last year I was pretty excited and then obviously a disappointment of um the knee you know it's starting to struggle again and then there was the hope of just be able to rehab it give it some time and then having to turn to surgery in September um for a little cartilage uh tidy up was uh obviously what we needed to do but then that meant I didn't end up playing as much footy as I wanted to so we're here now um, knees are feeling good, um, excited, so just hoping for a, a better year, really. Oh, it's definitely a goal, but um, in the kind of immediate future, it's more just uh, playing uh, some good super rugby, especially in the first couple of rounds. That's all I'm really focused on, and then, um, you know, definitely focused on the super rugby, but I suppose based on how I'm feeling and, and form and stuff, then I can start casting my mind a bit further down the track, but um, yeah, it's just pretty. Uh, short, short-term goals at the moment. Yeah, uh, yeah there's all, when you haven't played a lot of rugby, you definitely, um, I guess, not so much the picking order, but definitely you're not your best that you can be. Uh, I suppose it gives me a lot of confidence knowing that I was selected uh, for the All Blacks um, squads last year and just couldn't play because of injury. So that gives me confidence, but I know there's a lot of work to be done to be able to, I guess, um, earn a, a starting spot, if you will, or, or any spot in the All Blacks team. You know what they say, Beaver, it's harder to play your way into the All Blacks than play your way out. He's got the experience. He's been to the Rugby World Cup in 2019. He's not part of your makeup going forward in 2024. Is he part of the All Blacks set up in 2023? World Cup year, so long as those knees are okay. <laughs> hey, look, just so I don't offend anyone here, he's not starting the first game in 2024. No, he's not. Part of my makeup? I tell you. It's, he, he raised the point himself. He was picked for the All Blacks. You forget because everyone looks back on last year and just thinks, oh, Jack Goodhue had a wretched run of injuries. He actually got back to play in the final of Super Rugby and him and Harvilli were a big reason that they were too strong for the Blues. Do they go back to Jack Goodhue and Anton Leonard-Brown? <sighs> for me, it's still too same-same. Like, great footballers individually, together, but there's... I was at that 219 World Cup semi-final and they went those two that route and I just thought they needed something different. I thought they needed, say, a Sonny Bill with one of them. You know, just a complete power, big player with 
the the great midfielders that they are. Conrad Smith and Manonu were never the same footballer. They were they were complementing because they were different. So for me, it wouldn't be a Leonard Brown um, good hue midfield. It would be one of them plus say this time round with a Geordie Barrett. Um, just for those, obviously, who started the show listening to us, we had Brad Weber on. Yes. He was, if you missed that interview, go listen to it. Wonderful insights. But he was on his way to Last Man Stand. And How's he gone? He's Is gone, he out? He's gone, he's texting you. He's, he's, he, has, he has got out. Um, but He's not the last man standing. But he's had, he's gone at a strike rate of 200. He's hit 31 off 16. And then he, then he ran himself out. I don't know if he was pushing for a quick single or an extra two. Those extra laps at training today in pre-season must have got his legs, huh? What's he doing running that quickly uh, after a hard day of pre-season training? But uh, anyway, 31 off 16. Not bad. Not bad from you, Webby. I know you'll be listening now and wanting a review of your performance. So anyone who is wandering past uh, Lake Lake Rotorua, as it's known, Hamilton Lake, um, give us an idea of his performance. Mm. You didn't know that little bit of gem information, did you? No, I didn't. But Hamilton Lake is called Lake Rotorua. It's on a bottle cap question. Fascinating. Obviously, yeah. uh, why can I draft a bottle cap question? I might okay. make DTS tomorrow. <laughs> well, well, the way some of the questions, Monday, actually. Yeah, some of the questions today, I think that would be an outstanding question for it. Beaver, your predicted All Blacks starting 15 after the World Cup. So this is for Bledisloe 1 next year, 2024. Give it to us 1 to 15 now that you need to name your outside backs. Yeah, so we went to Groot, Semisoni, Lomax, Barrett, Vi as your type five. We went black at a Kane is still your captain after winning the World Cup this year. Luckeye as your eight. Roy Gard, the big bolter, in at nine with McKenzie, your ten. Geordie Barrett and Anton Leonard Brown, your midfield. That gets us to the outside backs. Mm-hmm. Ken's, Shock been, us. Ken's been wanting to know where he's been. Rico will be on the left wing. 14 will be one of my favourite Super Rugby players of all time. Finally gets a nice run at Test Match Rugby. That's Leicester. Uh, Fainu Nuku, he will turn down that overseas offer that was being uh, floated around there a week or so ago. Question. Yes. You reckon they might switch him to the right wing for the Crusaders because that's potentially where there will be an opening for the All Blacks this year? No. Stay at, stay at 11? No, I don't, I, th- I don't think they think like that. Not down there. <laughs> not down there. No. Not, not considering who the coach is. Mm, and, okay, yes. Yeah, relationships. Point taken. Yes. And 15, uh, you've been wanting it. You've been asking for it for years on the text machine of the run home. And hopefully me and Curse are still here long enough to see the day happen where we can answer your questions and prayers. Will Jordan will be your 15. You never give the people what you want, Beef. <laughs> but today is the day you've given them Will Jordan at 15. Everyone wants to see it, don't they? They, they, they certainly do. And with no Bowden Barrett there, no Richie Moonga. If Damien McKenzie's at 10, it opens the door yes. for a 15. Geordie yep. Barrett's at 12. Not since Christian Cullen has there been somebody who have got you on the edge of your seat quite like Will Jordan at a, at a ground live, has it? Absolutely. That is Beaver's predicted All Blacks starting 15 from next year onwards. If you've got any thoughts on it, double eight double three or 0800 150 811. Coming up on the Macca's menu, thanks to McDelivery, we are about to catch up with Brooklyn Nets beat writer Alex Schiffer. Uh, plus, we've got pacing for purpose. We'll give you our hot tip for the weekend and we'll hear from Brendan McCullum before giving you the highlights from session one between India and Australia, the first test day one that is coming up and that is your Macca's menu thanks to Mac Delivery delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door 
Well, the NBA is making headlines around the world for multiple reasons as things heat up around the trade deadline, but especially after LeBron James broke the all-time point-scoring record yesterday. Joining us now to talk through all of the NBA news is Brooklyn Nets beat writer from The Athletic, Alex Schiffer. Alex, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Has the LeBron James news and historic feat made waves all across America or just in L.A.? What's everyone's reaction been? Oh, it, it's dominated the news around the country. I mean, it's it's definitely, you know, the you have to remember the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the mm. previous record holder, held that for nearly 40 years. Mm. So, you know, it's one of those... Um, it's one of those records that it might not fall again for a very long time. So definitely cool. And uh, also cool, you know, Kareem was able to be in attendance for uh, LeBron to hit it and whatnot. How do you reflect on not only this milestone, but his career so far? Of course, 20 seasons in the NBA. He's 38. There's no sign of decline in him yet either, is there? No, and I mean, he's trying to stick around for his, to play with his son, who is a senior in high school. Um you know, it's interesting, obviously, in sports, all sports, there's always prodigies and people deem the next big star. And I mean, he's delivered on every every bit of hype that he had coming out of high school. I mean, it's it's not just impressive the career he's put together, but the fact that, you know, the, the hype that was put in him at such a young age and how he's been able to carry himself throughout all of it. It's absolutely phenomenal. He is some athlete and stands alone now, uh, of course, with this new record. Uh, if we stick with LA, we've just seen your tweet about this three-way trade and the speculation around D'Angelo Russell's return. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think it's a great trade for all parties. You know, the Lakers are getting D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. They're sending out Russell Westbrook to Utah. Mike Conley is going from Utah to... Um, the Timberwolves, and then there's some other parts changing hands there with draft picks and some role players. And I, I think the Lakers are huge winners here. I mean, they, they only gave up one of their two first-round draft picks they can trade. And, you know, they get younger. You know, Malik Beasley, I think, is a great player. He can hit some threes. Um, Jared Vanderbilt's a rebounder. You know, they, they and D'Angelo Russell obviously started his career with the Lakers and, you know, can shoot and, and also gets them younger and is a free agent to be, which gives them some financial flexibility in the summer to add another guy if, if needed. So, you know, they, they're gearing up, obviously, to try to make a run at this thing with the West so wide open. Yeah. And, you know, they're getting younger. They're getting more cap flexibility. And, again, they're addressing some holes. So it's going to be very interesting with, you know, 30 games or whatever it is and change left if they can make a run at this thing. They must have freed up a bit of money uh, losing Russell Westbrook. Uh, what will they do with it, do you think? It's a good question. You know, they can re-sign some of these younger guys. They might be able to uh, go after Kyrie Irving in free agency. It's it's a little early to tell because they just traded for Rui Hachimura also a week or two ago with the intent to re-sign him. So D'Angelo Russell's an expiring contract. I think it kind of depends upon do they re-sign him or go for another point guard like Kyrie, like I said. And, uh, you know, it, it's not really a, a big free agent class. So really um, – You'd have to think some of that money is going to go towards some of the guys they already have. Mm. You mentioned Kyrie. I mean, no doubt that has been the biggest move in this trade deadline uh, from the Nets to the Mavs. How do you see the Nets team dynamic changing after this trade? Yeah, you know, I, I think their ceiling as a team is lower, but their floor is higher. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie's obviously played with them before for five seasons. He knows the place. You know, he's having a great three-point shooting year since he left the Nets. Um, and, you know, Dorian Finney-Smith is a great three-point shooter and defender, so they, they do add two good pieces. I mean, but Ka Kyrie's obviously a, a once-in-the-decade 
generational. That's mm-hmm. what I was thinking. My brain was slow for a second. Generational <laughs> talent. And obviously, you know, it's tough to win a title with just one top 15, 20 player. Usually you need two or three. So um, more onus on Kevin Durant, but I do think the Nets have more depth than they did before. I've seen a lot of talk about Cam Thompson. Uh, he's the youngest player to score 40 plus and three straight games surpassing uh, Allen Iverson. Has he emerged as this bright spark after the Kyrie trade? Yeah, it, it, he's extremely interesting to me. Cam Thomas, um, you know, the Nets need his offense with Kyrie gone. And, you know, obviously the, the new guys, Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian, haven't played yet. They'll play tomorrow, uh, Thursday. I forget the time change uh, right now over by you guys. But um, Thursday against the Bulls. And I, I think Cam is arguably the most interesting player uh, on the Nets going forward now outside of Kevin Durant because they could really use his scoring. Um, you know, they have a lot of guards they could play, but he's kind of playing his way into a role in which he's, you know, become too important almost to, to give up or, you know, to, to put out of the rotation, I guess, is the better way to put it. So I, I'm really, you know, last time we talked to Jacques Vaughn, the Nets coach last night, he yet to kind of decide how he's going to make uh, figure this all out. But I think, Cam has a deserves a place in the rotation for the rest of the season because of his scoring and how they go about this is going to be really fascinating. If we take a look at the two conferences and and where everything sits right now, do you think it's fair? Do you think it's even? Is this what you were expecting at this time of the season? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, the East, I feel like, is still pretty straightforward. The Milwaukee Bucks and the mm-hmm. Boston Celtics, I feel like, are going to be one of the, two, the, the teams to play in the finals. Yeah. They're the ones I trust the most. The West is just so wide open, it's anybody's game. It wouldn't stun me if the Lakers take care of business and go on some crazy run. Um, The Memphis Grizzlies, the Denver Nuggets, no one's talking about. They are loaded. Um, The West is just crazy fascinating. The playoffs out out there are going to be really interesting. Be crazy if the Lakers went from 13th right to this incredible playoff run, especially after everything that's happened this season. It'd be like a movie type of deal. Yeah. It would be unbelievable. Hey, uh, just finally, uh, the trade deadline is tomorrow. What more can go down in the next sort of 24 hours? Are we going to see any more of these crazy moves or have most of them played out already? Yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, I don't expect Kevin Durant to get traded at all based on people I've talked to. Um, I, You know, Kevin has kind of held up the trade market in a sense because a lot of teams are thinking, well, if he might be available this summer, why are we going to empty our assets? Um now when we have a chance and, and hurt ourselves to go after him this summer. So, you know, I think the Toronto Raptors are going to be very interesting. Does, um, does, do they sell a bunch of their key guys and, and kind of regroup and, you know, which, where, what teams do they go to? Does friend Van Vliet go to the Clippers and give them a point guard? Um, do we see the Nets try to make a big swing trade to help Kevin Durant and get another kind of star type player alongside him? Mm. Um, I don't really know, but, you know, that, that Russell Westbrook trade kind of kicked it off now. So it's going to be an interesting um, – I'm trying to think of 3 p.m. I guess it's 18 hours left in the States or so, maybe 17 and a half if my math is right. It's fascinating. As to how this all goes down. It is fascinating, so, and we're going to be watching with interest on the side of the world as well. Yeah, so uh, definitely, definitely a lot to still go down. Alex, thank you so much for your time. You've got so much knowledge. Uh, so thank you for sharing it with us. And for everyone listening, go and follow follow Alex Schiffer from The Athletic on Twitter for all your Brooklyn Nets and NBA news.
So there's a lot of pre-season rugby fixtures happening this weekend. As Brad Weber said on the show at 5 o'clock, the Chiefs are playing in a pre-season fixture as well. They must be playing against Moana Pacifica because the Hurricanes are playing, the Blues, the Highlanders are playing uh, the Crusaders. So the Chiefs must be playing. Well, they're playing in that game of two halves against Moana and I think an Australian team. Anyway. Uh, no, I think there's, is that a Pookie Stadium? They are playing no, a three-gamer. No, smart. Or is it po- No, it's Pookie. Ah. It is. It's next to you. Anyway, I was going to tell you who's playing. <laughs> Since we know Brad actually. Webber's playing. Yes. Uh, lots of others playing as well. Peter Garcel Kula will be at eight. Brad will be uh, next to Bryn Gatlin. Damien McKenzie starting at 15 uh, for the Chiefs. Oh, no. What is, oh, this, no. what is this telling you about Clayton? Oh, Clayton, Clayton, Clayton. He's starting at 15. Tune into the run home, Clayton. Sean Stevenson. So there's two different teams named. The first yes. half team where Damien's playing 15. Second half team, Sean Stevenson is. Yes. At 15. Uh, and both 10s, Bryn Gatlin and Joshuani. And this is at Pookie, isn't it? Well, look, I'm telling you the team. I can't tell you the destination. Game of three halves. Eh? We're having a game of three halves this year with Chiefs at Pookie. I hope so. I might uh, I might be parenting myself tomorrow night. And I won't tell the wife because she's off to share it. That you're share. bringing the kids down to eat chips and hot dogs at Pookie Stadium for the night. Well after their bedtime. <laughs> One with a broken hand. Yeah, you love it. Take his puppet. He'll be fine. Come and watch some of his heroes. He's got a bit of Chiefs kit. He'll... Some good players playing. Luke Jacobson will be out there. Oh, yes. Yeah, they need to. They need to see Uncle Luke play. Uh, Jesus, um, it's, isn't it funny this year? They're all. They're all play- pre-season boys putting their hand up. No Why is that? Around. Why is that? <laughs> they want selection, don't they? They're Absolutely. all doing the most. They don't mind a pre-season this year. No, that's oh, how close the running for the World Cup's going to be. Isn't I'll it? come in weeks early. A lot of them have taken that attitude. It's great. It must is. be great for these Super Rugby coaches. They must be absolutely loving it. Uh, Dale said, "Gus is not the prettiest lock of all time." That's Brody Retallick. Oh, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Exactly. I think he's a gorgeous-looking thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Beaver, really, that loose forward trio would get crushed at test level. And Dalton will be the captain uh, next year. And you allowed one guess on who that text is from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, other texts that are Ken. not from Ken. <laughs> uh, Chainsaw, Laney and Beaver in the midfield. There you go. Nah. No. <laughs> Fair social team. <laughs> Richard Buckman has to be on the wing. That's from Brian yeah, in Christchurch. Great suggestion, Brian. Uh, Buckman will be a teammate of Brody Retallick's next year. Barracuda. The Barracuda is still chipping away. He's almost Japanese. He would have to be Japanese qualified. He could be a chance in the World Cup. World Cup. Well, his former coaches are in charge of the national side as well. Yeah, he was a favourite amongst those coaches at the Landers. So he must he must be qualified now, surely. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Time now for Pacing for Purpose, the Harness Racing New Zealand charity run. Live the dream. Get involved in Harness Racing today. New Zealand Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Just an update on the score. All I need to tell you is that Beaver, the run home, currently sits in first place, as we have done all year so far. We don't miss. No. We just don't miss. Get We're on this top. one. We're at the top. So for Harness Racing New Zealand, we head to Methvin on Sunday. We're talking about race eight. Number 10, Franco Norton. Two wins and a placing in three starts on the grass and comes into this gunning for a hat-trick of wins. Can really unleash and has to be a live chance. Beaver will be getting on it. So will Kerry with his $200. He is. He'll be following me in. Um, unfortunately, the odds aren't out yet. Uh, so we'll see closer to the time. We might have we might have to remind us of that one tomorrow. I tell you what, people, Beaver's best tomorrow. It should be a chance because we've got New Zealand's and SNZ's finest tipster on the show with me. 
Oh, well, if it doesn't come in, beef. I know who can blame. Yes. Is that Greg O'Connor? No, um, and it's not Quato either. So maybe I've actually talked him up a bit too much. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. our finest. It is Mark Stafford. We'll be on the run home with Beaver tomorrow. So tomorrow is, is a show worth listening it's, to for tips. It's gambling day. <laughs> tomorrow it is. Beaver will be losing all his money and then gaining it back over the weekend. Uh, now, we played you a little clip of Brendan McCullum earlier. Today he fronted his first press conference at home here in New Zealand since being named the head coach of England last May. The messages were clear and obvious, but we've seen it for ourselves, haven't we? He wants to entertain. He wants to bring back, back the enjoyment factor for fans just like the Black Caps did in that run to the Cricket World Cup final. So we've got the best parts of his press conference for you. The first one, the question that was asked, is it weird to be back home wearing an England top for Baz? Uh, yeah, I guess so. It's nice to be here. Um, looking forward to it, actually. I've had a good week or so with the boys now and been able to take them around some of the, the good spots of New Zealand <laughs> and show them some of, uh, some of this country. And it's been great to spend some time together in a relaxed environment, but also now starting to turn our attention to cricket. I was fascinated, Baz. Um, how important was it to let the boys uh, get away from cricket? Are you cricket? running this press conference? What? Steve. Uh, <laughs> I've got them alive here. <laughs> um, yeah, tell me, was it, was it important to let the boys get away from cricket before it starts? Can you guys just let Baz answer, please? Sorry, Baz. Yeah, I think that it's imperative. I think it's really important. Test cricket's hard, mm. and I think travelling the world can be difficult as well. It's meant to be a fun time in your life, and you should be able to enjoy it, not just on the field, but off it as well. So, you know, things that uh, the guys have done over the last week or so will hopefully be memories that they'll uh, they'll take with them for a long time, and they've done it together, which is, from a coaching point of view, um, one of the, the most important aspects of it. So, look, um, the guys have been fantastic. They've had a good time, but they've also worked incredibly hard. So we look forward to the challenge which is in front of us with the New Zealand side. Thanks, Baz. It sounds like they've really got the balance right both on and off the field, hasn't it? And if you look back at the results since Baz took over in May, is it nine from ten test wins? Yes, extraordinary. Extraordinary. So that brings us to our next question. For you, Baz, it has been nearly a year since you've taken over. Could you have dreamt that it has gone as well as it has? Yeah, it's been a good start, definitely. I think results um, have been great, uh, but... No, that's not so much the results. I know we get judged by them, but that's not really my focus. Um, and also the skipper as well. We, um, you know, we just want the guys to try and play a style of cricket which gives them the greatest opportunity to to allow their talent to come out and and have a good time while they're doing it. So, you know, this year has been quite amazing. Uh, we know there's some big challenges in front of us as well, but whatever happens, um, we've achieved some pretty cool stuff over the last little while. And if we can take forward some of the lessons that we've learned from the past, um, well, 10, 11 months then I think it will give us a good opportunity of being able to do something pretty special in the next little while. Now, Bez... Danger signs. <laughs> very dangerous. Bez, you're being quite serious here, mate. Surely let us in a little secret. That week off that you gave, it entailed a bit of golf, I'd imagine. Yeah, some good golf, some bad golf, and everything in between. Um, yeah, just a, a lot of time together, really. Um, we were sort of in the Millbrook Resort, which was lovely, so we were able to be away from kind of everyone and just spend a lot of team time together and and I think with split formats now, that's really important that you give yourself some time to be able to embed um, kind of those relationships and get that banter going again and get things, um, you know, just get the guys relaxing their shoulders and getting back into touring life and, and the, the natural rhythm of what a, a team or how a team operates. So that was what the idea was. And, you know, I think we will put in some hard work over the last few days as well. And we've still got plenty of time leading into the, the next uh the next challenge as well. So it's been good. It's been great. Not a bad country to do it in. Sounds like a wonderful team to be part of. Uh, thanks for talking about the banter. Beef, surely you can get the banter going with Beef a bit more with Baz? 
Oh, mate, I'm just fascinated. How much of a statement was those audacious shots from Joey Root? There's nothing intentional about it. The boys just play how they want to play. It's, um, you know, from our point of view, it's just just give them the amount, most amount of freedom and, and flexibility to do what they want to do. For All we're trying to encourage from a batting point of view is identify when the time is to absorb pressure and identify and be brave enough when the time is to be able to put pressure back on the opposition. And, um, you know, if you're able to do that and you get out doing it, so be it. Um, but from a coaching point of view, it's pretty exciting to watch the talent that these guys have got. Some of those shots and some of the skills that they possess is, is pretty insane. And, um, you know, we sit back in, in awe at times about how good these guys can be. And, and, uh, and hopefully we're able to see them continue to develop over the next little while. Yeah, you're lucky, Baz, but uh, we're in awe of some of our own black caps here at home as well. The likes of Tim Southey. What did you think of his start? Yeah, I'd say I know Tim better than pretty well. I think I know him very well. Um, I think, you know, the appointment was a really good one from New Zealand cricket. I think he's a, a cricketer in the back end of his career who has played an immense role within New Zealand cricket for over the last little while and been a real um, key part of the train, uh, the change from where it was to where it is now. And, you know, for him to take on the leadership role with Kane still within the ranks is, is a significant um, uh, positive, I think, for the New Zealand side. And, you know, I thought they played some good cricket in Pakistan as well in those challenging conditions. And they could easily have um, nabbed that series too. So we know they're going to be very good in these conditions. And Tim will be creative, as he, as he uh, always is. And look forward to seeing how we're able to uh, respond to that. Now, Bez, finally, although some will want you to be probably received like David Warner in front of the Eden Park Terraces, how do, how do you think you'll be received uh, from, the, from the expected crowd in uh, Test Match 1? It should be right, I would think. I think <laughs> they're going to be entertained regardless whether, they, whether New Zealand win or, or whether we win. It's going to be, should be entertaining if the weather plays its part. And um, Yeah, look, I think obviously people are patriotic and they want their own team to win but I guess yeah, this is one of the reasons that we're in the job that we're in is we want to make test cricket entertaining we want to ensure that people walk away with a great experience from the game and you know, even sometimes if your own team doesn't win you can still walk away knowing you've had a hell of a day out so hopefully that'll be the case throughout the series Baz, Brina McCullum what absolute royalty to get on our program. Thank you so much for your time and what is such a hectic week and a half, the schedule leading up to the first test in Mount Monganui. Hopefully those uh, fans and those crowd do give a do give you a little bit. Yeah, come on, Baz. You, you gotta get a little bit of chip from the uh, from the faithful. I feel like you'd love it. Yeah, of course you would. But from what you hear, was it five or six thousand Barmy Army expected mm. to hit our shores, which is the banks uh, are going to be full at the mount. Well, I was going to say by the time you put that into the the mount or the basin, Kane Williamson faithful as well. Yeah. Well. Well, you, you've got a lot of mount locals in that black cap team. You've got Kane, Trenty. Well, Trenty's probably not playing. You've got I think uh, Wagner lives over there. Um, obviously, Tim Sowie's a, a Northern boy. Um, spends a lot of time over there, but uh, yeah. You'd like to think they, they're going to get a good reception. Mm. Well, having Baz on the program, that is an absolute doozy. We appreciate his time. So thank you so much. Good questions from you too, Beef. No, really no. done your research today. Well, I mean, you can only be as good as your interviewee. And uh, I thought he did a good job there. Yeah, top talent. Top mm. talent, that's for sure. Right, we head back to India, Australia, taking on India in the first Test day one has the needle moved? Has the dial moved? Beef. It has moved a bit. So a bit, a bit of uh, hope for those who got on that three odd, three odd bucks on the Australia.
Australians like I did. Lubby Sharkney starting to look like the Lubby Sharkney that we all know. He's now 33, admittedly of 95, and Australia is 60 for two. Ashwin continues uh, into his fourth over, but uh, this is test cricket at its purest. If you like it tough, if you like it slow, then you need to tune into this. Because it's totally opposite to baseball. That's not baseball out there. This is absolute street war at the moment. Well, you love test cricket. Oh, you do. are a test cricket tragic. So Beaver is going to be tuning in uh, because we will have the commentary from the second session at 7pm. We will head to India. We've got the commentary right here live on SENZ. We're going to play the highlights for you right after this.